Is this thing on? Testing one, two. Bueno, si, 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 claro, claro, si. Is it working? I think it is. I see the red light right here. All right, let's go. All right, I see three waves. We're All right, check, check. Got it, got you. When you're ready, let's do this. All right, here we go. One, two, three. What's up, what's up, everyone? This is Billy in the Frijoles. What up, what up? What's up, what's up? Hey, I, I need a real feedback. Do you guys think that's cheesy or is it's okay? <laughs> Spilling the Frijoles? The way I like say what you it. Say? Like the, Spilling the Frijoles. <laughs> Sounds like I'm going to take a dump at the end. That's why, because I ate a bunch of beans. It sounds... I mean, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys, if you guys are listening to this podcast and you thought that was cheesy, we can do better. Let let us know. Maybe maybe we'll just do a drop or something like some some hot model voice or something. I think a drop would be better. Yeah, yeah, that's probably better. I'd rather hear a girl voice there than Heidel's voice. (laughs) All right, we got Compa Bill in the house. Great to be here. What's up? What's up, Bill? What's happening, Compa Bill? Uh, Hey, uh, let me just make sure I let everyone know. Guys, if you guys don't know Compa Bill, he's one of our like good good friends he's our mentor he like right now is really helping us he's pushing us he's our manager he's our it's everything he's our stepdad we can call him already <laughs> he's, he's everything man yeah, not that old i just <laughs> i just want to say bill like always we appreciate you know you being here in our podcast i know you've come and you brought a lot of also famous uh, artists to our podcast so we really appreciate that and once again we love you and uh it's great to be here and, and this episode is actually about you today. Damn. And we'll actually get more into details. So Bill has an incredible, crazy story that when he went to Mexico one day, Puebla, right? Yeah, Puebla. Okay, so this is what this episode is about. It's, we, what, should we call it the nightmare at Puebla? Um, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Man, well, wait, before much. we get there, yeah, though, before, before we, we get, get there, there, how was your weekend, Bill? How, how... Uh, man, my weekend was fire. We, uh, we had our first opening uh, game for my, my younger son, mm-hmm. Zach. All right. Uh, Calabasas against Bakersfield. Football, right? Yeah, football. Uh, D1. Nice. And, uh, yeah, representing the Valley. Um, it was great game. We uh, we beat them by about three twenty one points or something like that. But we didn't play our best game. But defense showed up and nice, we're nice. Ready, yeah, ready. Well, for you this know what? Game. I I always was shown and I believe in it because even seeing like when it's like playoffs and Super Bowl, like offense wins games, defense wins championships. Yeah, so oh, defense absolutely. is the way to go, man. I I, love, I play defense, so I always gave it all, and it was fun stopping people. And just like them scoring three on you, and you're like, nah, that's we did it. Like, you know? Yeah, it's the best. In fact, high school football, though, is on another level now. Like, crazy competitive. Uh, the kids today, 17, 18 year old kids, I mean, they look like men. You know, yeah. they're just big, fast, mean, strong. Yeah, it's crazy. Physical. Who do yeah. they play next? Uh, we play Rancho Cucamonga Thursday night. Um, it's a TV game. Nice. Uh, yeah, I believe. It's like Fox Sports Net or ESPNU, one of those. But okay. yeah, we're nice, on TV. Nice. Let me know so we can tune in for sure. For sure. Yeah. I, I have a question though. Just you know, is it is this like a one time thing all the time, depending on which schools play, or is it 
always on TV now, the high school games. Yeah, so there's like game of the week. Gotcha. And okay. Um, okay. basically the top teams, you know, that deliver the biggest audience like anything else, they'll set a schedule. Most of our games are at least streamed. Calabasas is just on fire. You know, we're ranked nationally now. And with all the hip-hop stars and reality stars, that town's just, you know, crazy celebrity entertainment vibe so throw football into the mix you know so it's blowing up it's it's crazy the football team is just we have the best two receivers in the country number one and like number six in the country uh and then you know our defense is just monsters everyone's ranked in scholarships and all that stuff what does your son play what position uh he's outside linebacker and tight end um, nice. Yeah, he's he goes both ways. He starts both ways. Um, yeah, we don't use a tight end that much, so it's oh, okay. more situational. But um, linebacker, he's he's the man. Monster. Yeah, linebackers. I'm linebackers. I always give him credit because you got to not care. It's just crazy. You're always going up against, you know, that fullback or someone's always going to try to block you, and you just got to be ready for that. Yeah, he uh, he's physical kid. You guys yeah. got to come out and watch the game soon. Yeah, okay. I actually wanted to go. I was telling Chris on our last podcast, you guys played Bakersfield, right? Yeah, yeah. Week, yeah, I wanted to go, man, but Heidi and I couldn't make it because it was my, me and my girl's anniversary, and we actually, for the first time, we took him to Mastro's. Ooh, Mastro's. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it was, I think it's a pretty legit excuse. I think Chris will understand. Me yeah, he was looking for both of you guys, but trust me, Chris might miss the game for a little Mastro. So. Yeah, man, that man guy would fight a 22 steak, right? Yeah, he Chris he's a big man. Like 22 ounces and shit. Man, he's no joke, but yeah, I was, I saw your stories and I saw, uh, yeah, Heidel was worried about the bill the entire time. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I know. I saw it on his face. Yeah. Hey, it was dope, man. It was such a great experience. Yeah. It, it's I hope it's the first of many, you know, and that's the goal. Like, hey, I think we were speaking earlier, Bill, that, you know, you said like uh, it's motivation. It's kind of like you go there and you see these people that you're around and it's like, man, I want to do this. Like, I, I want it to be like just the norm, you know, because yeah. I don't I working hard and it's, it is the norm now. I'd be dope to do, man. So hopefully, I know that's the goal is do it, man. Yeah. You know, it's funny because um, when I go to like uh, any any restaurants, I always usually get my meat like well done. Like that's, that's, that's just my rule. Oh, yeah. But when I went to Mastro's and because, you know, the chef has his way of cooking meats, I said, okay, let's do this. But, you know, I just don't want it red. So I've been learning now lately, like do the butterfly cut. Mm-hmm. That way it makes like the steak a little thinner and you'll get the still the same uh, juice flavors. And you'll get it medium well. Like, so I've been doing medium well, and I, and I actually really love that steak. It was a filet mignon. And I mean, the best filet I've ever had in my life. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's nothing better than that steak. It's, you know, you guys have earned it, and uh, I'm glad to see you guys enjoying. I know it's hard to treat yourself sometimes, but mm-hmm. well-deserved. And we'll be going. Uh, we're going to take the ladies, all three of us, all six of us, to uh, – the Mastros. Yo, I want, that's going to be a crazy bill. No. Right. That's going to be a crazy bill, Bill. Yeah. Let me, <laughs> hey, let me guess how much that bill was. Oh, uh, you want to guess ours? Yeah, I want to guess yours. Take, a, you take a guess. What do you think then? Okay, so you had, what size steak was yours? Mine was a 12 ounce. 12 ounce. Ooh, 12 ounce. I'm a pussy. I do six ounces. <laughs> <laughs> I got the New York. It was uh, New York. The New chef's York? cut. So I don't know. It didn't say the ounces on mine. Nah, his yeah. didn't say Oh, Yo, yours, I think, is like a 15 ounce or something. It was like big. Yeah, did you finish it? I went half, like a third. 
Yeah, so I was almost there. Yeah, you, you did you finish yours? Uh no, halfway yeah. on mine. It, is it here? Could we eat it? <laughs> <laughs> it's at my house though, yeah. obviously. Oh I man, I need to cook it up probably when I get home, so that way it doesn't go bad. Oh man, that is hey, who there is? You oh know, no, the New York ship was twenty ounce. I knew it was bigger. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a. Ounce. Who does not? So leftovers. That's a whole nother. That could be a whole topic. Yeah. But who doesn't eat their leftovers from Mastros? No. Everybody eats. Oh, I will eat them. It's oh, still good. Yeah, it, it still was amazing. <laughs> I ate it the next day right away, like because I was like, I don't want this to sit. Man, yeah. oh, and the did you guys have the pea, the snap, pea, the sugar peas by any chance? No. <sighs> my, God. you know what's crazy? We were about to order caviar. Oh yeah, my! Because we've never, I, we've, we've never, never had, had it. it. And then he goes like, "Oh, okay." So he goes, uh, "The cheapest caviar you're gonna get is 250 bucks." I'm like, uh, we'll pass. <laughs> we'll pass on caviar we'll pass for on now. Caviar. Yeah, you would have broke a thousand. So your bill. Let me guess. I'm saying your bill. You drank, right? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did off the uh, the cocktail menu. Yes. yes, cocktail menu. Yeah. So I'm thinking like 650. <laughs> you're pretty close. You're pretty close. Pretty good. It was $6.94. Yeah. $6.94. Technically, I'll be real with you. It was like $5.50. It was $5.50. With tip. Right. It went almost to that. Yeah, right, yeah. right. And that's the other thing. Like, you got to be prepared because that's how they make their living. And you're not getting away with not getting Yeah, exactly. yeah you're no. not. You're really yeah. not. He, yeah. I mean, this we, guy was we super him, helpful. We gave he him 20%. We gave yeah, him 20%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's. Yeah, that's kind of the standard. He explained know? everything. He was very helpful. He he, he spoke Spanish too, which oh, was cool. Dope. It was yeah. good really? for like our our feedback because you know that kind of even motivates our people. I feel like, oh, that's dope. Latinos yeah. are there, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it was cool. It was cool that he did. You know, it's funny because he was giving a. Uh, there was another guy that would come while he was uh, putting the plates down or, or cleaning them. It's it was a hot towel. You know, you use the hot towel to clean yourself, and I felt weird because I'm not used to getting a hot towel during my meal. So I'm like, uh what do you do with this you all oh, you clean your hands i'm like what the hell i, I go like this i made a call and go like dude i never did this at home he goes this is not your home buddy <laughs> your mom's not here either that's what he said so it was funny he was just you know good vibes with with him so it was fun man it was a great experience it really was it was yeah. an awesome experience my my girl loved it you know yeah. just to let you know Heido, my girl loved it she was super appreciative good. we had yeah. a great time man yeah no my girl was super happy too and it was it, it was it made her even more happy because the same day she uh, no the day before she lost her cell phone so she didn't know this was all happening. Okay? Uh, so I got her flowers and, no. and then yeah. I also did I'm the that. worst. I'm the worst at keeping surprises. Because Heido yeah. was like, because me and Heido chose, like we chose this because, you know, I, I talked to him and I was like, hey, Heido, we should do something for our girls, you know, all like from the business because they help us, you know, the videos and all that. Let's let's do something, you know. So he decided on this. He's like, let's keep it a surprise though. Like we'll do an yeah. all day thing. And nice. then Michael didn't know anything. Okay. Nothing, nothing. So we get there <laughs> and the first thing Brian does, he goes, Hey, uh, Heido, what's the name of the restaurant? Mastro's? Mastro? I'm like, <laughs> oh. I'm like Brian, thanks, fool. <laughs> Babe, surprise. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I just was thinking out loud. I was like, Mastro's, right? Because I was putting it on ways. I was trying oh. no, I was trying to get the Uber. I was like, Mastro's, right? And he was just like, great. Thank you, Brian. I was like, oh. How uh. stoked were they, though? Oh, yeah. They, they were, it was, it was they, awesome. They man. loved it. They dressed up. You know, yeah. they got done and everything so it was cool seeing them that way too because you know what it's like we get caught up in this world especially me with the baby and everything that you know we don't i don't do that enough that maybe i should you know it's like it was nice seeing her all dressed up makeup and everything and then out to dinner 
you know, that was fun. That was yeah, cool. You guys, you need to pat yourselves on the back every now and again. And sometimes doing those dinners, it's like throwing out the, you know, the vine and saying, we got to catch something else. You know, it's, it's, it's building more momentum for you. So I love it. And uh, we'll be back soon. Yeah. yeah, thank you, no, thank you. No, I, I, I'm, I'm super excited. <laughs> you know, it's funny that I was thinking. I was like, man, I wish Bill was here. I wish Bill was here because he would probably sell us. This dinner would probably be free. And I think man. you could do it. <laughs> yeah. I think you could do it. Like, I, I really, I was, I, he would be like, let me talk to the guy here. Like, he needs to know who you guys are. And it probably, who knows? You know, I don't know. Hey, that, you know what? Eventually, that will be the lot. That's the vision. Yeah. That's the vision, guys. Uh, you know, we could get into the shows and all that yeah. stuff. But that's the plan. Yeah. That's, yeah. One step we're, at a time. Yeah, we're not here because it's a mis- it's a coincidence yeah. or a mistake, you know. We're here to you know here to, to work, be on top man. of the world, man. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. Yeah, guys. Um, uh, Brian, I, I wanted to mention this to you. Uh, maybe you can tell Bill you almost uh, took a picture with Will Farrell, huh? How did we? Oh, at, at the, the LAFC, game. man. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was an amazing game, dude. Such a good game. We were down. LA. I'm an LAFC fan now. Yeah. They treat me really well there. The whole LAFC, you know staff and everything they're nice. they're an awesome people um so big shout out to rich uh franco and kimberly you know you guys are awesome thank you so much for taking care of me and my family uh they played galaxy so it's like a it's a rival it's a rivalry LA it's kind of crazy LA. galaxy is it gets intense in there sell out all the time you know when they play in carson it sells out they played out here now it was the first one of the season and uh it was a sold out crowd it was awesome i saw a lot of fans there so big shout out to you guys too we love you and uh, we were down. We were down. Slatan scored right away twice. We were down 3-1, and then we came back and tied it. You know, we wish we would have took the dub, but it was a great game, man. It was it was awesome. It was an awesome game. Yeah. yeah. And how did you almost take a picture with Farrell? Well, I was in the... <laughs> <laughs> I was in, yeah, awesome. I, I just saw him from he texts me right away. He's on high I was so close. I'm like, oh, you're a punk, man, if you would have took... Because I've been wanting to take a picture with Farrell. He's hilarious. Fans. Yeah, me exactly. Too. He's a funny one with the hat. No, I had seen him. He was in the that room that we always see him that I showed you. Yeah. But it's hard to get in there, dude. Yeah. It's like no one's down. Like, it's funny. Even like Rich, which Rich is like, he's the director of like no he's a vp he's a vp of marketing and even him is like nah i don't want to bother him right now like he's even a little bit like iffy to ask him so i was like all right cool so was it a special room or is it a it's a they call it the it's like a executive executive lounge yeah it's the executive lounge and it's like a it looks crazy but what's what's cool is that it's all glass so you can see who's in there and then oh, he's wow. in, and the thing too is you see him in there and his kids, like you see him running around. So it's kind of like, you know, okay, you don't want to bother him. You know, he's probably there, but it was cool, man. It was just cool. It's, it's always good vibes, always good vibes at LAFC. They, you know, I was introduced to the team, you know, specifically with Mexican ways and I became a fan just seeing that crowd, man. Bill, we got to take you to one so you can see yeah, what I'm talking I, I'm about. I'm in, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, you got yeah. Cause yeah, it because it. it's just crazy. Like these fans are called the 3252 and it's a whole section it's a whole section on the north side of the stadium, and the whole section just chants the entire game. The entire game, they're chanting. Wow. Yeah, the entire 90 minutes, just chanting. And I don't know how they get the energy, honestly. I don't know how they Beer. do it. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Well, yeah, they Victoria. have. So it's funny. It's funny. They have their section, and they sell beer in that section. I think the guy said like $2 cheaper for them. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so that's the incentive. Yeah, oh, I yeah. think that's what it is. And uh, this time, like I told, I was telling Hado, it was a different experience because 
people are getting used to that section. They know now, you know, 3252 LAFC, you know, 3252. So people are like going out of the way and learning the chance. So this whole stadium was doing the chance. And that was, I, wow. I don't know. I've never been to a European game, but people that have been say like, it's, they're getting that, they're getting that vibe. Like they're, you know, they're the way you see that it's kind of European style. Wow. Yeah. So That's it's crazy. crazy. Like they're just yelling the entire game. They have their chance. And they, the whole stadium's doing it, and it's like, wow, like it's a crazy environment. What's the chant? It's this different one. Someone's yeah. like black and gold, black and gold. There's some where they go, oh, it's just crazy. You got to see it. Yeah. They have a, a bunch of cool. cool ones. And they go side to side. So like you see the whole stadium moving just side oh, wow. to side. wow. So yeah. it's like that now. Yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. They've done it well there. Like the people at LAFC, they, they're, wow. they brought it back cool. I know a lot of people are getting back to MLS because of all that and stuff. So that's cool. Good for them. You Dope. Know? Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's all good. right. All right, guys. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, Bill, you ready to tell your story? We're gonna, we're gonna, Man, I'll do the best I, I can. It's crazy because I, I haven't heard the story. Yeah. And, and I know you were explaining a little bit. And you kind of gave me the jitters just like by listening to it. And I'm yes. like, all right, I think, we, I think we need to put this on the podcast. All right, let's do it. All right, guys. We'll be let's right go. back. Let's do this. Hey, guys. Is it time to put heat back into your relationship with breakfast? But a hot breakfast just sounds like it's too much. Well, it's time to head over to the egg aisle and pick up a Just Crack an Egg. It's hot, fluffy breakfast scramble that'll have you back in hot breakfast love in less than two minutes. All you got to do, guys, is add a fresh egg over their hearty breakfast fixing, then stir, microwave it, and reignite your love of breakfast. And there's something else you guys will like about Just Crack an Egg is that it has no artificial flavors, dyes, or preservatives. But even better, guys, is how fluffy and cheesy and delicious they are. It comes in seven different varieties, including three brand new kinds, veggie, Southwest style, and protein-packed scrambles. Or just try one of the classics, like a Denver scramble or All-American. I personally like the Denver scramble because it's a little bit spicy dope style. So guys, don't wait for the weekend to get a little hot, hearty breakfast love into your morning. It's time to run with your arms wide open to the egg aisle and take breakfast back with Just Crack an Egg. All right, guys, and we are back. All right. Let's get right to it. Bill, tell yep. us the story. Okay. That's so, a load of tell, t- <laughs> No, okay. Tell us how it started, man. Right. Like, just, guys, you guys are listening. Uh, pretty much, your, uh, Bill, you say you got kidnapped. Right, that's kind of yeah, like yeah, pretty much the it, gist. Yeah, of it. that's the gist of it. Okay. It's um, you, and we'll stay away from like the the corporate names and okay, certain that's names fine. because you know this is no joke. As you guys read, who yeah. these people um, are and were affiliated with. Yeah. You know, I've learned one thing: being in the United States compared to being in Mexico with the cartel, you don't necessarily make it out of Mexico, but when you're here you definitely have a little bit more room to breathe and they really kind of will leave you alone. It's kind of once you go past the, the, the line, so to speak, um, you've made it, you know? So, um, yeah. So basically in a nutshell, uh, I worked for a big corporation. Mm -hmm. Um, as you guys know, I've been running radio stations for years and, um, this was a Spanish language corporation uh, and you know, my, my role at the time was to grow sales. Okay. And so I was just a determined guy, whatever it takes, I was going to beat the market. So the way you beat the market in sales is you got to find new business. And we're talking about, you know, millions of dollars. So, you know, uh, 
$10,000 doesn't move the needle. You got to find something big to make a difference month to month. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we found uh, uh, some partners that were out of Puebla. And um, I met with this group, um, blank, blank, uh, Cinco de Mayo mm -hmm. was the name of the company. And we actually met at Plaza Mexico after I met them at this corporation I worked at. Okay. And I was just, the, I think they saw me as this gringo, quote unquote, guy who had a lot of enthusiasm that may, man, maybe we could, we could kind of work with this kid and have him deliver us some money somehow, you know? So I had this idea, let's go to Puebla and... In, and let's bring Puebla to the U.S. and do a Cinco de Mayo and kind of rebuild Puebla. That's where the war was fought in yeah. Puebla, if yeah. you guys know that. Right, right. Yeah. And so um, I, you know, what my thought was is let's bring in the entrepreneurs. That's what they call the businesses there. They call them entrepreneurs. Let's build out a Puebla and charge, you know. $7,000 for the cement guy to put up a space. Let's, you know, for all these different categories. And when we did the math, we were like, hey, we could generate a million dollars. Does that make sense yeah, so yeah. far? Yeah. So I was sitting at this meeting with these guys and I didn't, I, all I knew is they were associated with this company that created Cinco de Mayo opportunities here in the u.s and they were tied in with puebla through a programming guy who was from puebla who put a lot of puebla stuff on air whether it was radio tv or other assets so there was some kind of connection between all these guys but nobody really knew why so we got together and i threw out my idea and they were like, this is a great idea. Why don't you come to Puebla with us and we'll, we'll figure it out. Let's, let's meet with these businesses. So I was like, this is incredible. I get on the phone. I'm driving home from the meeting. I call my wife. I'm like, Oh my God, I just came up with this greatest idea. We're going to kill the market and I'm going to Mexico in a week call my boss, tell her the deal. And everyone was pretty excited, not on my level, but they were, they were okay with it, but they were nervous and I wasn't going to be stopped. Right. So yeah. I was going. So fast forward, um, I'm at Puebla. I'm in Puebla. The way what happens is I would fly into Puebla. I would fly into Mexico City. Sorry. I'd get picked up by this group and I remember the first time I got picked up, uh, I got into this beautiful Escalade, you know, uh, bulletproof doors, like craziest Escalade I've ever been in, you know, um, stretched out. And I remember when we we're pulling out of the airport, we got stopped by um, by the Federales. You know, they're really the, the army, um, yeah. you know. And they knock on the window and this guy, uh, the head of the group, rolls the window down and he basically said a few words in Spanish, obviously. And at that point, I had no translator with me or anything. And they roll the window back up and they go through. 
Yeah. And I remember thinking, whoa, you know, this, that was unusual. It was kind of crazy. Yeah. Like, who are these guys? And I just felt the juice, felt the power. Like, and believe me, when I telling you, we were stopped by, you know, men with gear on, like, yeah, 10 of them, you know, surrounding the car. It wasn't like one little guy with a pistol, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, I got you. Um, So, Go to go get to Puebla. I'm gonna make this short. We we uh, we go meet with all these different entrepreneurs, um, and we have dinners, meetings, and the idea was to sell them the concept, get them to give cut checks. The checks were gonna be gathered by the governor at the time. Um, let's just say this governor, if you were to google the guy at the time he was being investigated for like um uh with kids what do you call it just some bad shit like all this stuff i was learning as i was going through this process i mean the place is just was completely corrupt i was meeting with the mayor i would go to the governor's house and the idea was to get these entrepreneurs to cut checks they give it to the the uh the governor or mayor and they then will kick back a big check when we were done. And that check was then going to go towards this big to do. And my radio group was going to get paid and they would make their commission, whatever, just basic business stuff, just a normal transaction. It was just going to be a lot of money. So uh, then I went home and then I was going to go back for one more trip go to the the next trip and that was to close the deal we were going to have one big town hall meeting with all these businesses close the deal up boom done and move on see everyone in the states for Cinco de Mayo so I get to the end of my second trip and the head of this group uh, we're at a hotel staying in Puebla and he was like look you're gonna have to come back there were some kinks and some things that just didn't happen and I knew I didn't have a budget to come back. So I was just completely frustrated. And him and I were going at it, you know, fuck you, fuck you type of thing. And at this point, I was living with these guys for like, it was now a month. And so we knew each other. In fact, the guy, the head of the group owned a, um, a uh, moving company in the United States. I had him move a friend of mine from the Bay area to LA. Wow. Wow. Uh, Just, Oh, wow. You move. Hey, I have some friends who could you help? Oh yeah, sure. (laughs) Well, it turns out that that moving company was moving blow, you know, and like we're talking, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions, trillions of dollars. Like I think it was 50,000 pounds of blow. It got, busted for this this cartel thing so um i was like okay i gotta go back this guy it was no it, it was a done deal that it wasn't a deal yet so i was going to figure out how to get back one more time so i get back go through all the bullshit with the corporation budgets are an issue we're talking about 700 dollars ticket to go back you know big deal right? right but that's just how shit is yeah so um, I do what I do and I get back on a plane and I get to Mexico city. I get off 
and I'm waiting for these guys to pick me up again. It was a group of like three or four guys every time. These mm -hmm. are guys now I've been talking to, seeing every day. For, yeah, so you know, you know them already. Yeah, I yeah. know them, but I don't know them, right? Yeah, correct. Mm -hmm. So this kid picks me up in an explorer, like a beaten up, you know, 20-year-old explorer. And he's. I said, hey, where's so-and-so? He's like, oh, well, he just wanted me to get you and he'll meet you at the hotel in Puebla. And I was like, this is fucked up. You know, this is not cool. I just, my gut was telling me something wasn't right. So um, this is the time, I had a Blackberry back then, you know? Mm -hmm. In fact, you know, now, I mean, we're talking now, it's like 15 years ago already. So yeah. um, I'm just going off instinct telling this story, but... So we, I'm in a car and the next thing you, now this is just the, this is the weirdest, uh, if you want to call it kidnapping or whatever you want to call it, but it was, uh, this story just doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, but it's, this is, this is how it went down. So I'm, I'm in the car, I'm on with my wife and she says, is everything okay? And I was like, yeah, everything's fine. But I knew it wasn't. And right when I said that, we stopped at a light. And then I remember hearing a window shatter. And then the next thing you know, all I know is doors opened and there was a gun in my mouth, like just straight down. I was sucking on the, the, the gun, you know. The, yeah. And uh, next thing, you know, there's guns in my face. And, you know, um, I was stripped down my... Rolex that my wife gave me, you know, they ripped that off. Um, and, uh, it was fucked up and they're like, my wife heard them say, you're going to die. It was in English. Like, you know, listen, to, however it went down. The next thing you know, um, I'm being taken to Puebla. Okay. Um, the kid's gone. Oh, he's now, gone. He left kid, the driver. He left like the driver's seat. Yeah, I don't know where he went. I don't know what happened. And all of this was part of the plan, you know. Um, and so, without jumping ahead, so we now get to a hotel, and um, I basically knew that the guy that I was doing business with was basically running this whole thing, but he was no longer available to me. Now I was, I was held hostage by a new group of people that I never knew. And my, what, what they told me was, is that you were going to make sure that you get all the money that you owe us now. And I, you know, didn't really understand what that meant until I'm in the middle of another car driving between two people with some bullshit suit that they had me put on. And I literally went from city to city to city, the surrounding cities of Puebla to sell um, this broadcasting company's partnership with the, their company. Okay. Mm -hmm. And generate more money. So now the idea was Bill is going to complete the sale, he's going to sell more companies, this idea, 
and they're going to think this is actually going to happen, but in reality, they're just going to take that check and run. So it's not going to happen. Right. Well, that and yeah, all yeah. this shit's going through my mind. So I'm saying, okay, they're going to use, and as crazy as it is, so they saw me as a way to, like, I was like a, a ATM, you know, opportunity where yeah. I would go generate money in these different towns, selling a partnership that they had with me and the and the broadcast company, but they pulled out the main guys and now they had their little crew doing it. So they weren't involved in these other businesses when those checks get to um, the governor. I know it's really crazy confusing, yeah. but all I know is from that point forward, I didn't sleep and I was waiting basically for my last day. You know, I didn't know was I ever going to see my kids again i you know how long did it go for um about three and a half days wow. so yeah they were like like the nights went like this like i'd get picked up and i would drive i remember one night we there was like a um it, it was like a hotel restaurant type of vibe and you went in gates guards the whole thing like some underground world and i sat at this table with like 30 40 guys smoking drinking i was literally in the middle of the table on you know one side of the table and i was just trying to stay awake and i they didn't no one beat me you know i wasn't beat i wasn't but i wasn't eating and i was sitting there just like they were like throwing shit at me like I, they were using me to make money and then they were gonna basically off me is what no one no one knew where i was the broadcast company didn't know where i was my family had no more communication they took your phone yeah i was i had nothing oh so they took your phone yeah away they from took you. everything yeah okay. so now i was basically i didn't i didn't know what, how i was going to get out of this so when you would go do these like round trips of selling the yeah you know, the pretty thing, much exactly was there someone always around you oh, looking yeah. at you yeah, yeah, they were. They, I was, I was with. So they'll you. drop you off. Somewhere no, or? they were with no, me. They were with no. Oh, they're just following you. Yeah, no, we would go in. They set up these meetings. Oh, okay. And they were saying, "Hey, we're with the U.S. partnering with this broad, big broadcasting company. Give us, you know, eight thousand dollars, and you'll get, you know, eight thousand U.S. or whatever, thirty thousand U.S., and you'll get this space at this thing we're doing. Tell them, Bill." You know, <laughs> really? Yes, that's crazy, man. You know, it was insane. So it was me, fucking so, crazy. So now, now I want to know a little more details. Like, hey, look at Bill, right, Bill? <laughs> hey, hey, every major. You know, there's been a lot of people that wanted me to document this thing to try to put a movie uh, together for it because it's the craziest I shit. Mean, it, it sounds crazy. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So I'm guessing these guys that followed you everywhere too when you were doing the selling and all that. I'm guessing they were strapped. Too, just in oh case you try to take off or something. Oh, no, no, no. Let's get this straight. I was in Puebla. Okay. okay. I was in, I didn't have my bike with me or my yeah, car. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I, there was no going anywhere. Yeah. Like, correct. You know, there was nowhere that never even entered my mind. Yeah. Like, even if you want to run away, you probably like, no, nah, I'll probably yeah, get shot. Yeah. Like, where do you go? What, yeah. what do you, like, I don't know. So, the, I don't know if you guys have ever been from Mexico City to Puebla. But it's all country, and it's just, um, it's it's re, it's it's a struggle out there. Like it's you know poor than poor. No, I get it. Yeah, yeah. And so 
it was, I was just, it was, it was like a nightmare. It was the weirdest, craziest shit. I mean, so the, basically it wasn't my time to go because the way I got out of this thing. So it was now, it was like three 30 in the morning. Okay. And I would, there was a, uh, like a desk in this room that I stayed in. Okay. And I would sit on top of the desk against the wall so I could see the door open. And I mean, I really didn't think I was leaving. You know, I really didn't believe I was ever going home in my head. And I just wanted, yes. Was there a time where I was going to try to bail out and hide and, you know, find a little uh, cottage place that I could beg them to, uh, you know, um, hide me or something. The in Puebla, the cartel owns the city. They own the shit. Mexico, these people, it, it's owned by the government. This shit is crazy because th- everyone knew what was going on. In reality, is is the way I've always looked at this thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, without getting too much details, I think, you know, the government knew what. The ex- it was an extortion deal. Yeah, that's that's, the, that's yeah, the bottom line. And so the the question is, are you going to get extorted and live, or are you not? You know. So it was three thirty in the morning. The door at three thirty, something like that. The door opens, full blown. You know, I don't know my guns and shit like that, but full blown everything on these guys, and they pull me into a van. And the van had no seats in the back. And, you know, the humps. Yeah. Um, I was sitting on a hump. So we drive, you know, shaking around. Are you blindfolded or anything? No, no, I'm not blindfolded. And, um, yeah, it was like there's nothing to blindfold me uh, for. You know, what? that shit scared me too. Like no one was trying to hide who they were. I never saw the other guys though. Yeah. So this was like their team, you know, and the and at the end of the story, you'll you'll understand why I know that. So, so bottom line is we then drive to the governor's mansion, which I went to before, and they switch out guards. And um, you know, it's really weird telling the story because uh, it's like almost like a dream. Yeah, now, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. And I'm, it was. I used to tell it a little more like differently back in the day where, you know, cause I had a little more detail, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah. anyway, so we're driving and I remember the song in English, the cat in the cradle and the silver spoon, oh, little boy. And I just fucking like, I remember just started like tearing up and I was just, I was, but I was angry. Wait, they were playing that like in the car? Yeah. It was on the, the you know, this little radio. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And, um, all I remember is, and I forgot to bring this up, but when they took my watch and shit, I was so pissed. Like I wasn't scared. I was angry because I thought I was done then. I mean, when I say I had a gun up my throat, like I had a fucking gun up my throat, you know? Uh And um, I was angry because you guys know how much I love my kids and my wife and my dad was sick at the time. And I was just praying that he could get better so he could take care of my kids and all this crazy shit. 
But um, so the song, so I hear the song and it was like this light, you know, the heavens opened up hearing this. It was crazy. And it was just this weird sign. And it was in English. And um, in the back, in the back with me, it was like three guards and they were kneeling down, you know, moving around, just like shaking. I could see it. It's hard to explain, but, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and then we started driving and the sun started coming up and I noticed familiar countryside. But now I'm thinking, oh, you know, they're just going to take me, you know, and dump me off somewhere what and what was going on in my head is what happened to the check did i i never signed anything like how would they actually did everyone just put all that money into like some kind of bank where they can now just have access to it what you know i was thinking like do i have any chance like is there anything i need to do still to make sure they get all this money. Cause the way I was looking at it is we probably sold about $850,000 worth, something like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, man, a lot of shit to do for 850,000, but you know what? That was probably just something, one of the things they were doing that week, you know? Yeah. Uh, so long story short, I get dropped off at the consulate. I fucking, Go there. Next thing, I'm fast forwarding this thing. Next thing you know, I'm at the airport and I'm waiting in the uh, at whatever Air Mexico or whatever it is in you know the the VIP thing. I you know I it was communicated that I lost all my shit and then when I got dropped off, I explained the whole story. So obviously now I was taken care of and now I was back kind of in U.S customs territory so now this was a big deal all of a sudden so i remember falling asleep and my the lady wakes me up she said sir your flight's ready and my my face is glued to the uh the the, pillow pillow like because i hadn't slept in four days Uh and i was just completely fucking out of it what happened was the check got sent to my broadcast company here in the States. So now the only way they can get that money was from me. So the idea was we're going to now, how that happened, I have no idea. But I guarantee you it wasn't on purpose because as soon as I got back to the States, so I get back and the first thing I do is I get in a taxi there was no Uber back then. And mm-hmm. I get in a taxi and I, I'm on my way home and I go into a 7-Eleven and I fucking see the guy behind the counter and I hug him and I just start, I lose it and I start crying and I get home and my son had a baseball game, a little t-ball game back then. Mm-hmm. And I remember my neighbors and, hey, Bill, are you okay? And I was just like a zombie. And so couple days later, I get a call from the head guy. Okay. The bottom line is the head of the cartel. And we know who he worked for. You know, this is no joke. And he's like now threatening my life um, here. And he's telling me that there's going to be a check waiting for me, that I need to get it and I need to bring it to him. 
and it's his money. But the original deal was that it's a rev share thing. So now I'm back in my, it was a, there was no way. So it was like, fuck you. I'm in the States. I was back kind of to myself. Um, and believe it or not, the story goes, I mean, it's a long, it's drawn out, but I survived it. Um, I had some uh, protection for a while mm-hmm. where I live in a gated community with some extra protection. The guy that was threatening my life lands up getting busted in New York during this process. I mean, the federal agents were involved. I mean, they rushed into my office at some point. Like, this was a big deal. Um, but they, this guy gets busted for, like, one of the biggest cocaine busts in all of the U.S. history. Um, and uh, he disappears into, um, you know, prison for, I think, life. Wow. And, you know, the company that I work for basically made it kind of go away. Uh, which looking back on it, the way it was handled was handled really poorly. That's kind of why I don't want to bring up some of the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Makes but sense. yeah, so it was the craziest um, extortion deal of a guy that probably shouldn't be here. Um, got a little lucky and uh, I get to love my family and my kids and you guys. And, you know, I think that's what gives me the life I have now. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. crazy, man. That is crazy. That's scary, man. Scary yeah. shit. Um, yeah. Uh, if we looked at it and really watched it, it was probably a little uglier than the way I explained it. But yeah. um, in a nutshell, yeah, it's what happened. And That's nuts. Just glad to be alive and, you know, glad to help people. So when you were the reason like why that. the money went the way it went, when you were working these deals – they were doing it under your name and the corporation that you worked for? Yeah, they were selling the fact exactly. Well, they were writing the checks, though, to, I'm trying to remember now, um, to the, like, not Chamber of Commerce or whatever, but whatever. Oh, to the governor, that's right, right? Yeah, like that. whatever, yeah, whatever that little area is in, in the political world mm-hmm. there, it was something between, like, the mayor and the governor were, I, whatever they needed to access the money, but the checks were going into that. And so the idea I think was when they got all that money together for, you know, this space, that space, this, this, and this, then they were going to have that big check written to them. Right. Blank, blank Cinco de Mayo. That was their, the name of their company. Like it's the, it was the, it was a real company um, under the cartel. And so what happened is that check landed up being written to this broadcast company instead. So that they probably originally, I think that was what was going to happen. Right. And we were going to do a rev share, but I guess that was never their plan, you know? Right, right, right. But that's that's what I, yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah, because I can see that working is true. Just take someone hostage and... Make them work for you. Make them work out deals. Kind of like Taxi, right? Or, I don't, yeah. Kind of what kinda, it is. Uh, kinda like is that it. really what Taxi was like? Kind of. Yeah, kind of. He uh, drives really, her. I got to watch that again. He uh, uses Jamie Foxx like, to do stuff. Yeah. That's Robert De Niro, right? No. no it's it's uh, Tom Cruise Tom and Cruise. Jamie Foxx. Tom Cruise is like a crazy like 
Hitman. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't so he even... uses Jamie Foxx to basically oh, no shit. drive him around everywhere. And he and finally... Kind of holds him hostage. Yeah, and he, he can't do anything. Hostage. He holds yeah. him hostage to do his little, like, his kind of work. Yeah. So he's not really doing all the crime. He's having that guy do it. And then it just, you know, banks off it at the end. Yeah, they were selling these guys like, hey, here's this you know, professional guy with this big company. Yeah. We're going to help you input. We're going to help you export your shit into the U.S. This guy's got, you know, tie-ins with the big supermarkets, all the supermercados, everything you can imagine. And, you know, I was basically saying, you know, yeah, let's, yeah, this is going to be great. That's <laughs> crazy. Wow, you know? that's crazy. Yeah, in the beginning, the, I really was selling this shit like it was the best thing in the world. So yeah. the cement guy, I remember thinking like he was a big spender, and I was I was thinking, yeah, I bet this guy's planning on burying me in his cement. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Did, did you get like? Did they feed you and stuff like that? Stuff? Yeah, not like uh, f not Mastros, you know. <laughs> But I think part of the whole thing was I was out. I needed to look somewhat like I didn't shower. Yeah. Did I? I don't remember eating, but I don't remember them not feeding me. Like, in other words, when I was in these dinners, like they would bring me places. And I, you know, I re do remember taking my hands and eating some salad and shit. I'm like just surprised that. how you were able to keep your composure, like doing selling when you know you like these guys are telling you, you better do this or else you know yeah well you know me look you know what it's not even me it when you're in a position like that you fucking just it's, you just do it you're yeah. just trying to get back to your family yeah yeah. The, yeah and i wasn't like i was not terrified it was i was angry because i did not think i was going home yeah that's great well yeah i mean i think yeah. i would think the same thing like you said with the gun and just no contact with yeah. anyone it's like you start thinking crazy shit i bet like you, you start, start thinking crazy shit my wife when we go to our master's dinner when we have our barbecue yeah what was yeah. that like like she wasn't tell you. i'm surprised like when you well i don't know you know i'm sure there's more to it but like when you got home like i mean i'm sure the kid didn't go to this tea game right like everyone's probably waiting from for to hear or something like yeah i really don't kind of remember like how that was all set up and stuff. But I do remember, I'm pretty sure that T-ball game was Saturday. Like, remember, my kids didn't know. They didn't know. They right. they learned about this later in life. In fact, I when they hear this podcast, they're probably going to finally hear it for the first time. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I I'm pretty sure I got home Saturday and I was at the T ball game like within, you know, three hours of being home. Yeah. That's crazy. I, yeah, it was crazy. And I just remember one thing, my neighbor Bill just shaking my shoulder and I was just like, Yeah, I'm fine and just kind of hugged him and like thinking nobody knows. I went back to work. I really could sue the fuck out of, you know, the company uh -huh. back. I mean, now I'm sure it's too late. But, I mean, the way I was treated and the president of the company, I remember I get a call. And he's like, hey, come to the state he lives in. I don't want to give that either because that might – I don't want to do No, that. yeah, that's fine. But um, I flew and then I got into his office and all he – so tell me what happened. 
Like, what was it like? <laughs> he just wanted the to president know. of this big monster company. It's the, it's That's like how. comforting you and yeah. selling you stuff. Like, te- why don't you go see, get some help? You yeah. know, and, yeah, exactly. You know, take a month off. You know, like I needed help. Trust me. Like I'm making it seem like it, it was it was a fucked up deal, but. <sighs> Um, I got through it, obviously. Well, I'm you know. glad you got through it, man, because yeah. if you didn't, you wouldn't be here with us today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> man. Fuck, man. Yeah. That's so, crazy. Man, that's that's an intense story, man. And I really appreciate you sharing it. I know yeah, sometimes it's probably hard to talk about things like this because it can be like, you know, some kind of tragedy in your life. But thank you for sharing your yeah, story. Absolutely. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I, you know, I obviously, you know, we come from the background of Mexicans, Haido and I, and you know, uh, I want to go, you know, I want to go, but I'm, I am scared. You know, I, it's not the only time I've heard other stories too. Like this girl was telling me it was, it's my girl's uh, like cousin. And she was saying like one of her cousins, they straight up like just stopped them in the middle of the road and said like, yo, like, you know, we're taking everything. And they took all, they took everything, everything. And then that the reason like they said, like same thing, like you said, they say they were going to kill him. Like, you know, we're, you know, we're going to like, we're going to kill you. We're going to take everything. And then that supposedly they let her off because, you know, it's like, it's Christmas. Because obviously that's when they travel. They're like, you know, you're lucky it's Christmas. So we'll let you wow. off. Just walk. Start walking. And they, because they kept the car. They kept everything. So, you know, I'm scared. People say don't scare. Like, just if you stay in the, pub, like, in the main places or if you know people. And that's kind of the issue I run into is that all our family, Heido and I, is here. Well, I don't, Heido actually from his dad's side might have, you know. Yeah, I have a couple cousins. cousins there. I, I truly don't. Like, all my family from my mom and dad are here so it's like if i were to go i need to go with someone that knows and you know it's kind of like no people because yeah. i feel like if you go like kind of like you did for work or just traveling i feel like that'd be dangerous yeah well what i learned because believe it or not i went back to mexico city when i started working at this new company i met the owners yeah. and i was so reluctant i wasn't supposed to go back and i i did but again they picked me up you got to have complete security but hey, Mexico's beautiful. Puebla is a beautiful place. It is absolutely stunning. The people are wonderful, you know. So uh, let's not. I don't want to shed a different light on what it really is. Yeah. But it is dangerous. So just be careful, basically. Yeah. And it's and, but it can go for traveling anywhere, man. It can be yeah. Europe. It can be any anywhere. You just gotta be careful. You just gotta know your surroundings. Stay around where it's very, I say, tourist area. Try mm-hmm. and not say, oh, I'm gonna go outside of the tourist area because then yeah, you, you know, you don't even know where you're going. You know, you for all you know, you're picking up a taxi. It could be some guy yep. that's gonna just take over your life right there. And yeah, so just be careful. You know, when you travel, and that's the main thing. You know. Yeah, and say. do not bring the key. Is like if you're flexing nice shit, you're done. <laughs> you know, so don't bring yeah. Rolex or right No, right Don't here. nothing. Just yeah. strip down. That's the key. If you're ever going to Mexico, strip yourself down and don't be a target. That's the key. And yeah. just you know, yeah, that's you know, you don't need a Louis Vuitton bag and you know a night nothing. You know, yeah. some flip yeah. flops and. So a speedo and a tank top <laughs> and you'll be fine they'll leave you alone like, yo that guy with speedos and i don't know i'm, I'm, not, trust down. Him. I'm not down to rob the guy in speedos <laughs> that's the only thing he has on i don't want to rob that <laughs> all right well thank I'm you sweating. bill for sharing yeah. your story we appreciate it we love you love and you too. Uh, guys once again uh, don't forget to rate our podcast uh, if you guys ever have ideas that you want us to talk about let us know or stories let us know man Invite you to the podcast. For sure. For sure, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. And we out.
Oye, mijo, ¿qué show es ese que están escuchando? ¡Tremenda vaina! Hola amigos y bienvenidos a Tremenda Vaina, el show donde escuchas cuatro historias que desafían la realidad. De las cuatro, solamente una es mentira. ¿Cuál será? Nos puedes encontrar en tu plataforma favorita. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Suscríbete hoy. Y esto es Tremenda Vaina. Tremenda Vaina. 